1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: This is a podcast from The Times, sports newspaper of the year. Hello and welcome to the Games. I'm Chris Skinner and in a slightly special edition, I've been travelling across London, catching Times reporters on their way in and out of venues at London 2012. It was pretty smooth going as well. What travel chaos. Monday was another good day for Team GB, albeit less spectacular than that incredible weekend, but today promises much more. So let's start with Team GB's first medal chance for the day, the men's triathlon. So I might have mentioned on the programme already, I'm a massive triathlon enthusiast. Another, another convert to the sport is Matt Dickinson. Hi Matt, how are you doing? I'm
3: very good, very good. Not quite as fit as I'd like to be, but...
2: <laughs> well, not as fit as the Brownleys. Now, now, people who aren't particularly familiar with the sport will probably have a rough idea of, the, of these two brothers who seem to be dominating the sport at the moment. T- tell us a little bit about them.
3: Um, they're two uh, great guys. They're quite sort of um, geeky in a way that they're, they're the sort of guys who think it's fun just to sort on a day off just to look at a map and choose choose a place that's about eight hundred miles away and, <laughs> and cycle there. Um, that's their idea of kicks. But they're they're very very talented, partly because they took to triathlons when they were young. Yeah. You know, this is a sport that's growing. It's only been in the Olympics, I think, since two thousand. But these are kids who you know a lot of triathletes just fall into it from because they weren't quite good enough swimmers. Whereas these kids have been very good at swimming
2: and cycling and running um, since they were young. And the fact that there's two of them together uh, means that they are so intimidating to rivals at the front of a group, aren't they? Because they do genuinely act as a team, don't they?
3: Yeah, I mean, so it's, one, it's a bit like the road race. It's an individual sport, but within it, you can act as a team, like you say. So effectively, I mean, they're very quick on the swim, so they'll try to get out on, uh, in front. You can draft on the bike, which sadly you can't do in the triathlons I do, <laughs> yeah. um, which basically means you can help each other. So there's a lot, you know, they can slipstream each other. So you, yes, you can operate as teams. Others will be trying to basically Keep up with them to sort of get a toe on the bike. Um, but even if they do that, um, Alistair in particular is a, a sensationally good runner. He will run 10k in less than half an hour at the end of a triathlon, which um, which
2: is phenomenal. Yeah, you want you wonder if he should enter the uh, 10,000 meters as a, as a fully fit athlete after, let alone all those other stages. Um, now uh, they've also got a domestique. Helen Jenkins had a two at the weekend and still failed to pick up gold. I know she was carrying a knock, um, but can you see past these guys?
3: It's hard, it's hard to, uh, to to think that they won't both be on the podium, at least. There's a chap, Spanish chap called Gomez who's yep. been their sort of main rival. But, I mean, Alistair had a, a you know, pretty bad injury, a torn Achilles, um, which is, you know, no small thing. But he came back um, after a two or three months out and blew the field away, his first comeback race. Uh, if, if it's not a gold and silver for the Brownleys, we'll all be gutted, put it that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Although there, there is a slight lottery. Um, triathlon, since it became an Olympics, well, hasn't necessarily followed the trend where the best in the world wins it. I know the guy who won the first... So I was like ranked 13th in the world, hadn't won a major race. So there is an element of lottery to this, I guess.
3: There is. I mean, one of the British girls was talking about the other day, she she was doing very well on a race and got knocked off by a, a stray dog off her bike. Um, <laughs> we saw a lot of crashes. There's one particularly greasy corner down near Buckingham Palace. So yeah, all it takes is a puncture, um, a, a, an accident on the bike. You know, you can have your goggles knocked off in the swim. You can, you know, you can be punched in the swim. Um, and so yeah, it's one of those sports, a bit like the cycling. Road race where you know we can have our favourite but anything can happen. Um, but yes, I I am gonna be confident on this one um, and, uh, and predict two brothers on a podium. Um, whether that's gold and silver we'll have to see
2: and as I left Matt Dickinson I headed towards Stratford to speak with Ashling O'Connor and Chief Sports Reporter Owen Slot about Sir Chris and Queen Vic. Ashley, you're going to be heading over to the velodrome later to see the end of of Hoy and Pendleton. Let's start with Pendleton. Is she our greatest female cyclist?
1: Well, if she wins gold in the the individual sprint, then she will be, because she'll have three gold medals to her career, which would eclipse Dame Kelly Holmes with two and Rebecca Adlington with two. So she'd become our most highly decorated female Olympian, certainly in the modern era. um, And uh, it'd it'd be a great crowning achievement for a fantastic career.
4: Yeah, no, to, the um, uh, the day in the Velodrome is going to be very emotional yeah. for for that reason. You know, for anyone um, uh, who has um, followed or has an attachment with British cycling, you'll see, um, you know the. The, the two all-time greats in British uh, track cycling, uh, finishing their Olympic careers on the same day. Hoy is clearly the uh, the, the, the greatest track cycler that, that we've ever had, um, Great Britain's ever had, and he'll go out tomorrow on um, well, maybe his sixth gold medal. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and uh, and then obviously also Pendleton as well. She'll she'll be going out and she'll be looking for her third. Uh, she, she's been the, the trailblazer blazer for. Um, women's track cycling and see the next generation coming up and their feisty little punch, um, but Pendleton's been magnificent over the years and she's made it very very clear that she doesn't want any more of it once this has been and done.
2: It's almost a shame that she is stopping now because she's never been more famous, the sport's never been more famous and she doesn't really seem to have ever been quicker
1: Yeah and I mean and no one expected her to get a, a gold medal in the Kieran either and she's, she's, she's going toe to toe with Anna Mir's greatest com- competitor her greatest rival from Australia and like you say, I guess, but that's the, the case with all Olympians is just as we get to know them, they retire because they're only in the spotlight once every four years. But the, the effort to maintain that training, you know, year after year, just for that one moment every four years is immense. And, she you know, she wants to get on with her life. She wants to get married. She wants to have a family and she's not getting any younger. So I imagine that um, this is about the right time for her to bow out and what's better than her home games.
2: Uh, you, meant, you mentioned that the next generation Laura, Laura Trott is part of that and she is she is minuscule she's about the size of one of Chris Hoy's legs yeah she's um, she's a serious medal prospect herself in the Omnium isn't she
4: yeah she's a world champion in the Omnium and, and, and she, she is a, an extraordinary um, athlete in, in many ways I mean a, she's hilarious. B, she's she's absolutely teeny weeny, as you share, say, uh, and yet she has phenomenal power, an extraordinary, uh, an extraordinary competitive uh, instinct. Um, it, it's it's one of the great joys to watch her on yeah. the on the velodrome. I, I watched her in the eliminator, uh, which is one of the uh, rounds of the omnium, uh, on the TV with my kids in the um, in the London World Cup back in February, and and I, and. They understood pretty quickly what, how the race worked. And they were just laughing. You know, the family was in laughter, appreciating this girl and watching her execute this, this very entertaining race to perfection. And just one by one, she'd be knocking out a girl that was much bigger than her. You know, she, she's a real a real street fighter. I mean, she's a, we sort of call her of the Essex girls on wheels, okay. and um, she does a, a brilliant job. and she, she really is a, a superstar.
2: Not really the future of right now. Yeah, well, she, she was the prospect for 2016, wasn't she? But she could be going into 2016 with a couple of golds under her belt.
4: Yeah, she, she's she's. Uh, I mean, you know, we talk about Queen Victoria. Uh, Laura Choss is the is the, um, is the royal in waiting. Yes. I mean, you know, she's she's not really waiting. She's sort of banging on the door and charging in. Uh, she, I, I, I I think she's a magnificent sporting personality, and I think that the uh, British public wants. They get to see a, a little bit more of her,
2: understand who she is. will find it absolutely wonderful and really take it to their hearts. Chris Hoy will be uh, bidding an emotional farewell. Is he a medal prospect? Yeah, he, he certainly
4: is. He, he'll be your favourite for the um, for the gold medal. Uh, we've already seen that he's on outstanding form. I mean, the the, the uh, the, the point about this whole British cycling team is they appear to have peaked just at the right time yeah. there's not one cyclist that hasn't given of their best you know the only errors that we've made, we've made has, has um, dis- been disqualifications rather than sort of the amount of power in their legs or whatever, Hoy's looking as fast as he ever has uh, he's a supreme Kieran rider the, um, the, the thing I go back to is um, it's Melbourne in uh, April in the World Championships where he wasn't actually at his very very best with um, some just magnificent bike handling and some real daredevil, almost sort of circus <laughs> riding. Got him out of a spot and he managed to uh, pinch a gold medal where I thought it, it looked like he was just going to be closed out altogether.
1: If he won a sixth gold medal how fantastic would that be He'd be our greatest Olympian and so Steve Brerove would have to move aside with only just five um, and I think that, that you know he's is, he is, uh, still a great competitor but you know he's, he's being eclipsed by the next generation already you know, Jason Kenny got his spot in the, in the individual sprints so I think it would be um, you know he knows that it's time to, to step aside but he is also wants to make his mark as, as the greatest the Kieran is a bit of a lottery bit more hard it's a bit harder to read yeah. as an event than than the sprint which he dominated for so many for so many years so I, it would be great if he did It'd be great if he did
2: now uh, let's assume we we're standing next to a bookmakers i've got a pound for you to put on Hendleton, pendleton and a pound on hoy um, are you going for both to win yes uh, finally, um, the uh, young, scruffy sibling of track cycling kicks off with Sinead's Reed in the BMX uh, tomorrow. It's—I I really enjoy it. I don't—I don't really quite get it, it in the way that I get track cycling. But um, Sinead's Reed is a talent, a, a chance of a medal here. Well, she, she certainly is a chance. She, she's um,
4: more uh, more one of those um, athletes where you, where you say, "Well, class is uh, permanent and form is temporary," and, and there, there hasn't been great signs of the form of old yeah. you know she is a former world champion we know that she's good enough to beat the rest of the world She hasn't been doing a lot of that recently uh so it's it, again it's one of those things you know how how successful will, will the peak to the london games be i think the bmx well like all every olympic sport really but bmx is a lot in their head it's a lot of confidence how how happy you are with the track and the start and uh, you know, it, it is cycling, it is, it is sort of a, a, um, a boxing match on wheels, basically. <laughs> so you know, she's got to be very confident that she, she's in the right positions and can lay the right punches at the right time.
2: has tweeted us using the MyOlympics hashtag saying Japan versus France, women's semi-final, only the odd 40,000 turned up for it, which is a fantastic point. 40,000 people turning up for a game like that really does sum up how popular the games have become. Having said that, the stadium was still half full, so maybe right tournament, wrong stadium, or maybe we should just be less picky and look at all the empty seats from previous games, far outweighing what we've seen in London. Thanks for listening. There's more action tomorrow where I guarantee British golds tweet using my olympics or direct to me at producer chris if i'm wrong but i won't be uh, we're updating the ipad edition of the times three times a day during the games at 5 a.m 5 p.m and 10 30 p.m so you can read all the latest headlines as they break if you're not a subscriber TimesPacks.co.uk is worth a visit to find out about the benefits of getting on board thanks for listening bye bye
0: you can see and confidence you can feel.